Hey there, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Welcome to our Small Group Leaders podcast, where we help you prepare to lead your small group. I'm here with Lexin Lomibao, campus minister from our downtown congregation. And uh, we're going to dive into this week's discussion guide as we are in part two now of our series, uh, Ohana Matters. And as we want to lay foundations in our families for uh, God's health and blessing and prosperity, but also for the purpose of God for our lives, which is far more important. And as we discussed before, you know, relationally healthy families is really the goal. Um, we're not just meant to exist, but to have relationally healthy families so that we can be a blessing in our communities and beyond and make a difference in our world. And, um, it, you know, being relationally healthy in our families doesn't come by accident. It takes a lot of effort and intentionality. And as we saw this week, by laying a foundation of God's Word in our families, that it's not our opinions and our own personal selfish desires that should drive our families, but really the Word of God that should be the authority and the foundation for our families. And as we saw looking at the story of Adam and Eve, it's when they took God's Word not as authority anymore and they became authorities unto themselves, that's when everything started to go wrong, right? Eve said, she, it, it says that she decided for herself, she saw for herself that it was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom. And any time in our lives we start deciding for ourselves rather than letting the Word of God be the authority, that's when we get into trouble. And in the raising of our families and in, in the living in our lives in our marriages, if, we, if we're not building it on the Word of God, really we're deciding for ourselves. And that's the, that's the beginning point of our downfall and the entrance of sin and brokenness into our families. And so we got to return to the Word of God in our marriages. We got to return to the Word of God in our raising of our kids and the leading of our families. We got to return to the Word of God in our individual lives. And um, I think this is so important because, you know, we live in a society now that glorifies success, achievements, trophies, um, you know, honor roll, this, that, and the other thing. And not that those things are bad, yep. but should that really be the driving force of our families where we kick everything else to the curb so that we can win the trophies and get the achievements and all that? I mean, I know families and maybe you have some in, in your small group or maybe it's you <laughs> where we have our kids in so many things that church is not even near the top of the priority, right? And that's the thing we punt to the side, right? Mm -hmm. We have our kids so busy doing so many things, there's no time for the Word and small group and church to be in their lives because of all these other things, which are good things, but, you know, good things can become bad things if they take the place of what's most important that's in our right. lives, right? And so that's just the society that we live in. And you almost feel like a bad parent if, you're not, if your kid's not busy in doing 10,000 activities, right? You feel like you're failing them somehow. But I think we're failing them if we don't make sure that the Word is at the center. And mm -hmm. that's what we really want to uh, emphasize here. And that starts with us as parents. What do we prioritize? Is it just the good grades? Is it just the accomplishments? Or is it the following of God and the Word of God in our families. And so we need to really talk about that. And this is going to probably be a hard conversation because you might offend some people. Some people might already be offended after Sunday. <laughs> um, but you know what? We don't change until we're offended very often. Yeah. And uh, we're offending them with the right things, hopefully. So do this graciously and lovingly. But uh, the Word of God needs to be at the center and at the core and a priority. Amen. So when we go to our discussion questions here, how does the Bible play a role in your family's life? Are there specific passages or teachings that hold special significance for your family? Um, you know, just the, the, the big overall question for this is, how is the Word of God a priority in your family? Is it? And let, let's talk about that. Lexan, you're, you're, you don't have any kids yet, Not but yet. that's on the horizon one of these days, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, but yeah. you're a young married uh, you and your wife, you know, been married uh, about two years now, almost two years? Uh, almost two almost years. Almost two years. Almost two years. Almost. And um, how, how do you apply this? Because we have a lot of young 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 adults in our church, young marrieds, young singles. How did you apply 
making the word of God central in your life. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that, Pastor Billy. And I'm not going to lie, as I was preparing for this, I was just thinking, I don't have kids. But then I realized that in the early stages of your marriage, you build a foundation for when you do have kids. So one practical thing that my wife and I do is every morning we watch the verse of the day together. And then we go through it, we pray together, but then we make it just a habit of getting into the word. Mm -hmm. And I want to share this is that it wasn't always easy in our early stages of our marriage, but there was an example where we actually got into this huge argument and then she was giving me the silent treatment for the whole night. And it was like literally like the Sahara Desert between her and I in the bed where she did not want to be near me at all. And I remember I got up in the morning, I took my pre-workout and I got ready to work out. But then I opened up my word and you know what it said? It said, love your wife or care for your wife as you care for your own body. So then right in that moment, the word of God cut me and convicted me and reminded me saying, if you're going to work out and physically exercise, then you better love your wife when she wakes up. Mm. And then that moment reminded me that every day we need to get into the word because our emotions will go up and down. It's not just about loving each other, but it's about loving God first and then allowing that to reflect in our marriage. That's really good. So I just learned a trick here. If you want to love your family, you need pre-workout first, right? (laughs) That's it right there. That's it. Exactly. You got you to you down some of that to get you going. Shout out to Beanox, but I'm not sponsored. Oh my so. God, not sponsored. <laughs> All right. No, but um, th- no, that's a really great point because, uh, you know, if we, if we start putting other things as a priority, right, our natural flesh is going to gravitate towards selfishness. Right. To wanting to do what, is, what gives us pleasure or what we think will bring us what we want. That's just the gravitational pull. Yep. I mean, you, like, just turn on the radio and listen to any music that's playing out there. It's not telling you to control your flesh and to subdue it and to live holy. It's telling you to gratify your flesh, mm-hmm. like everything about that. And if you look at what Satan said to Eve in the garden, it was all about gratifying your flesh. Right. God is holding out on you. He's trying to prevent you from some kind of gratification. Come on, take it, eat it. And then she started judging for herself Mm -hmm. and saw that it would be good to gratify her flesh and she took it so there's this gravitational pull and a demonic pull to get us to live for ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's really only the word of god that tells us to restrain our our flesh right to control it to 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 subdue it to control our words and our our lust of our eyes and all that only the word of god is going to do that Mm -hmm. and so if we're not putting that central in our lives we're going to gravitationally be pulled to the, the, the lower things and the yeah. sinful things and we wonder why things go awry in and around our marriages so take your pre-workout read your bible <laughs> spend time with your wife and, and and read the word i got it thanks Lexan. yep absolutely yeah. <laughs> for, for 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 my family you know with our kids you know our kids are busy especially micah he's busy like even this yeah. past weekend he had he had a basketball game on sunday morning and so we're like okay you can't come to church sunday morning and be in the word and worship so you better go friday night mm-hmm. so we made sure that he went to church on friday night and he'd rather come sunday morning you know whatever but we made sure you're going to be in the Word. And because I think this is a very important message for him to hear from me, I was like, you're going to have to watch my video of me preaching, mm. you know, because I want you to hear this, you know. And he's like, oh, man, I don't care how you feel about it. Like, you need to get the Word in you. And I, I like he didn't that. really fight that much. He's all right, fine. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's just, we have to put that as a priority, mm. you know, because I could have easily said, ah, what's one Sunday, him not being in church? What's one Sunday? I'm like, no, 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 this is a priority. And if you're going to miss church, you're going to get the word somewhere else, right? Mm. And I think just those little decisions we have to make. And, you know, at Pearlside, we have a, so many services, you know, if yep. you can't come Sunday morning, you can go Friday, you can go Saturday. If you can't, you're going to be in town, go to downtown. You're going to be on the West Side, go to Copulate. There's so many options. Right. And we have to teach our kids that that's a priority. And that's what I want them to see, my kids to see, like, hey, if you can't be there at your design time, you're going to go to another one because the mm. word is just that important in your life. So that's just one thing that, you know, you can apply there. Um, 
The second question says, share an example of how biblical values have influenced your family's decision-making and life choices. Lexan, you want to take a stab at that from a young single guy? From uh, a, not single guy, a young married guy. <laughs> from a young married guy. Yeah, I would say um, one example, it's exactly what you said, where uh, it's just always receiving the word. And one thing that actually just happened this morning is uh, my wife ended up listening to the audio Bible starting this morning. And it was funny because I started doing that for maybe the past uh, past year. And I actually got that from David Dave Ward, where he shared that every time his family would wake up, sometimes they would just have the audio Bible playing from their daily devotional, that they would get angry at each other. They're like, hey, I can't hear mine. I can't hear yours. But it became such a cultural thing that I decided to apply into my life. And I think I just want to share this is that if you want a change to happen in your family, it has to start it has to start with you. You know, right. so if you want yeah. your family to start getting into the word, they got to see you doing that every morning consistently where eventually they'll begin to follow that. So that's just an example for us and then also whenever we make big decisions, we always make sure we pray about it. Mm-hmm. And then if we're both not on the same page, then we make sure we pray some more until we both have that confirmation from the Lord before we make a big decision. Wow, it's really good, man. And you know, these these habits you know, for those of you that are, maybe you're, you know, because we have a lot of young adults in our church, you're thinking, man, I'm not married yet. I'll just wait till I'm married and start practicing this thing. No, no, no. You need to do this now. Right. You need to build these habits mm-hmm. as a single person, right, Lex? And I mean, because yep. you, you did that as a single person and it just carries into your marriage. And I was just thinking back to myself, like before I, Nomi and I got married, you know, just the word of God was a priority, you know, mm. and it's hard because, you know, it challenges the way culture sees life and, and, and you got to wrestle with that as a single person. So all to all the single people, you need to start applying this now. Right. Don't say, oh, this is a message for married people and people with families. No, this is a message for single people. It's a message for all people that we have to make the Word of God a priority, that we have to know it, we have to obey it, we have to wrestle with it, and at the end of the day, choose to walk it out. Then it'll become a normal habit, mm-hmm. you know? Because you, you don't just flip a switch and be a different person just because you got married or you have kids. You're actually the exact same person. So the habits that we develop up to that point are going to be the habits that continue on. Right. So we got to develop good habits of of putting the word at the center. Then it will be at the center when we're you know walking with our our kids and raising our families and all that. So um, the third question though here: describe a current situation or current challenges in having God's word as the final authority in your family. Are there any activities, pursuits, goals in your family that have taken priority over the word of God and keeping Him at the center of your family? Any challenges, Lexan, in in your your world? Um, I would say the biggest challenge is, I think, uh, guarding what we listen to and guarding what we watch. Mm, that's good. Um, and there, and I'm going to be honest here. Talk I mean, <laughs> yeah, my wife and I, uh, for some reason, we just started watch rewatching Jersey Shore, and then. After the first episode, I was like, okay, this is not the situation because I just re I like I was reminded of how much of mine garbage it was. And then it actually got to a point where I didn't want to get into a fight with my wife, but she saw me put on my AirPods when she when she blasted it on the TV. And then she got to a point where she realized, okay, maybe I shouldn't be listening to this. But I think the biggest challenge is for the both of us to get on the same page of knowing what we should be watching, Mm. what we should be listening to, because that really does affect us, you Mm -hmm. know, our thought patterns, and then it affects our behaviors, and then affects our habits, and then affects who we become. So I think that's our biggest challenge there is being able to know what's okay to listen to and what's not okay to listen to and watch. You know, and you know, there are a lot of people that would say, oh, come on, it's just entertainment. Exactly. You're just being, you know, you know, prudish or whatever. Yep. But the reality is it does affect the way that you think. It affects mm-hmm. the way that you see the world. You know, what you consume, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what you let in, you know, will 
begin to change you and and uh and and we I think we do need to be discerning of that. It's funny. I was I was going to say the same thing, you know, with with our kids is you know, cuz we don't want to control them but help them to be discerning about the type of music they listen to, yep. the type of stuff that they watch because it does influence you. You know, I made the excuse when I was a teenager. I said, "Oh, I'm just listening to the beat. You know, I'm just listening to the music. I'm yeah. not listening to the words." <laughs> <laughs> baloney like baloney. no the words go yep. in whether you like it or not exactly and they go in you know in very subtle subconscious ways often and it does shape your behavior and the way you see the world and so you know we're trying to be discerning on how to coach our kids to think through okay what is this teaching you what is this influencing in your life and you got to be discerning and part of the way that that happens is we have to get more of the word than yep. the garbage that we listen to. And mm-hmm. if we can minimize the garbage, even better. But the more of the word, because it helps provide that filter. Like, wait, That's that right. doesn't line up, right? Mm-hmm. This is garbage because it doesn't line up with the word so that we can be driven and guided by the word, not by the... The, the values the of the world, which are just yeah. so so prevalent, and so that's definitely a challenge. I think the other challenge for us is just time, right? Yeah. I'm sure you you deal with that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone listening and all of people in our small groups deal with just the busyness factor. You know, when am I going to slow down? When am I going to do this? And and I would just say, like we teach in our classes, you know, pick a time and place. You know, try to be consistent with it, and turn off the technology. Open up the Bible. I used to do the Bible app on my phone, but I found myself getting distracted because it's just one swipe and then you're lost in a rabbit hole for about 45 minutes, right? It's just one little notification pops up. You tap one thing and boom, you're gone, Mm. right? So I've started putting my phone away and getting back to a physical paper Bible because nothing else is going to distract me with that paper Bible, right? That's right. And um, so I want to encourage us, you know, whatever we have to do uh, to put the word at the center, we got to do it. And, And let's really encourage our people to do that. Um, to get past whatever hurdles, because it's really got to be the Word of God that guides and drives our families. Amen. Any final words, Lex? Yeah, no. And uh, I also want to encourage you with this, is knowing that the change that happens in your family, it's going to also spread to even the outer outside relationships. So cousins, aunties, uncles. And I just want to share this quick testimony. And if you you were at the Small Group Leader Summit, you probably heard it. But uh, it's the amazing thing is we had a a baptism on Sunday. And I think the emphasis I want to make is that when... His name is June. He started sharing about his testimony. I felt led to ask his sisters what it meant to them. And they're not believers. But when they started sharing, they started getting emotional. They started crying because they saw, they said, our baby brother June, he was going in such a, an unhealthy and destructive direction. And to see him make a 180 and have a flip of the script where now there's he's like a completely different person, it literally has touched my heart. And now I want to help my kids do the same thing. So in the series that we're in, know that this isn't just for you but this is for the people who are around you because yep. god wants to do something in and through your family that's so great lexan and you know you you know there are a lot of people that may be saying you know you know i thought we were going to get more like parenting tips and yeah. marriage tips you'll get some of that as we continue on through the series but the most important tip is the word needs to be at the center because you can get tips on youtube up the yin yang you know what yep. i mean there's tons of tips but what you're not going to hear in many of those places is is the word at the center of your family and mm-hmm. how can we prioritize that so that's the most important tip that we want to lay down we'll get to some of the other stuff later yep. on but hey if you don't have the word at the center all that other stuff ain't going to mean anything so not that it won't mean anything it's not going to do what it needs to do because the word must be 
central in our lives. So amen to that. Well, small group leaders, have a great discussion this week. And let's lovingly challenge and guide our people to putting God's word central in our families. And to if we have to cut back on some things to make church and God and small group a priority, we may need to do that. Right. And, and, and that may be the sacrifice. But at the end of the day, when we're standing before God, I don't think he's going to ask us about our, 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 our trophies and our yeah. achievements. He's not going to ask us about our GPA. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's not going to ask us how well you did in orchestra. He's going to ask, what did you do with the Word of God? Yep. What did you do with Jesus? So I think we, we're best prepare our families for that moment in time. Amen. So thank you, leaders, for all that you do. Have a great discussion this week, and let's center our families on the Word. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you.